Welcome to your Monday Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here, Patrick Royce here as well. Uh, Patrick, I think I texted you uh, Sunday saying we probably could do two shows based on everything that happened over the weekend. And it's even, it's even hard to figure out where to start between you know Vikings losing an important game at San Francisco. Dalvin Cook gets hurt in that game. Byron Buxton signs a contract extension. The Gophers beat the Badgers to get the axe. You know, Wild win the you know, beat the defending Stanley Cup champs. The Timberwolves have a big win against the 76ers, but maybe for something different, Patrick, today let's start with the Buxton extension because that was that's been a storyline that's been hanging over us for months. Um I gotta admit, you know, everything that I had seen and heard, and even talking to Phil Miller last week made it sound like that was that a trade was the more likely outcome than an extension. Were you surprised that this got done? Yes, I was. Uh, and I think that it's, uh, you know, you get him for seven years for a hundred guaranteed. That's about as good as you were going to do. Uh, you know, with, when they were saying 80 was their number, I'm sure that they wanted that to, you know, take his number down from what was probably 120 or something like that. So uh, with, with the incent, fewer incentives and more guaranteed money. So yeah, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm a little surprised that, uh, that he went for it. Uh, and uh, it also kind of refutes our whole theory that he was still bitter at the twins because of uh, something that happened four years ago when he didn't get called up or three years ago. I am surprised, and now he's got to play. I mean, I, I don't know. It's funny. You mentioned Delvin Cook, and you could mention Byron Buxton, and they're the same guy. Uh, one of them doesn't – neither of them play. And uh, Cook, you know, probably has a higher percentage of games than he does. But he's got to play. And he, he turned me off last year because I thought he missed way too much time with those injuries. A, uh, they, they're calling it a broken hand. He had a broken finger. Uh, you know that okay I guess that takes 30 games but running to first base and getting a sore hip you shouldn't miss 37 games like he did and uh, he, he showed me very little uh, desire to play and uh, last year and uh, I mean he, he has a desire to play but he doesn't have this over-the-top desire to play not last year anyway. And he's got to, he's got to get that. He's got to, I don't know. You know, he, I know that it's not easy to play with Doc Bob Baldelli uh, walking around the clubhouse trying to convince you not to, but uh, he has got to play and we'll find out if he will. Uh, he'll be 28 years old uh, in December. So we shouldn't be asking questions about 28 year olds. If they're going to, if you're a star and you're 28, we shouldn't wonder, oh, wow, I wonder if we'll get anything out of him this year. He's uh, been at a, uh, a 2018, was it, that he was? No, was it 2017 he was the Platinum Glove winner? I think so that's right, gone, yeah. You've gone through this for four years, four years of this nonsense. He's got to play, and uh, we'll see if he does, because as I've said all the time, they're 20% better in all areas when he plays. He's their, he's their only true great athlete. He's, uh, you know, they're better, obviously, in the field by 20%. Their pitching's better because he goes and catches everything. 
and uh, you know, obviously they're better offensively uh, when he's uh, when he's when he's playing too. Uh, a little more power coming into his game. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, he he was fantastic last April, but uh, I, I it, overall to me last year was a flop, and we'll see if he can play. That's it's that simple. Yeah, I mean it's hard. I, oh, go ahead. I was over in St. Paul. Saw him run out that triple. And then he doesn't play for another week or 10 days that time. I mean, you, he just ran out of triple. Let's play. Come on, get over there the next day. They, you know, they, they, we got to get him back. You know, we got to make sure he's a hundred percent, blah, blah, blah. If as Mike, I've said this all the time, here's your standard for whether you should play or not. It's not a hundred percent. It's not 90% is, are you good enough to play today? Can you play today? That's the standard for health in baseball. It's a 162 game season. And if you can go out there at whatever percentage it is, if you are good enough to play, you got to play. And uh, that's, you know, we, they, they, that organization as an organization, they have to get better back to that theory that, you know, that you should always err on the side of the guy playing, not not playing. And uh, they, they err on the side of him not playing. And that's one reason they they were a clown show last year. I agree with that. I think that's a good, you know, it's got to be an organizational ph- philosophical shift. I don't know if it'll happen. It seems like that's kind of the way they've operated for a few years now. But it did seem particularly, it seemed like they were particularly scared last season i don't know if it was because I, I think a lot of it was because of 2020 and how strange it was and how they didn't play as much and they were especially concerned about pitchers and not overusing them and stuff like that hopefully 2022 will be a little bit more normal in that regard since everybody did get a full season and a full minor league season last year but more to the point on buxton yeah i mean this just felt though like that's something they had they had to get this done i just feel like they would have the level of regret and the level of, you know, fans talk all the time. Oh, I'm done with these guys. I'm done with this. I'm done with that. They would, you know, people still would have come to games and still would have rooted for the twins. But if you let Byron Buxton walk or you trade him, someone who's got that level of talent, and then he does go somewhere else and starts playing 75 or 80% of the game instead of 50% of the games, and he's impacting them the way he did at the start of last year, that that's just the, that would be a massive organizational below that you just I don't think you could afford it even if we fully acknowledge that this could be a flop if he if he doesn't play uh and yeah I agree with you but we all you also know what the narrative becomes next year if he misses 75 games again right how could these idiots give this guy this contract so you know the good thing about being fans maybe even media guys is we can change our mind we can say yeah hey they did this way to go twins uh, they had to do this, and then he didn't play. And how could they be that stupid to give this guy the contract? So uh, it's it's we're we're in a we're in good shape. The 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 fans are in good shape here. We we can go either way, right? They, hey, yes. okay, they did what they had to do, or how could they be that stupid? They paid him and he won't play. So I, I know people get upset when you. Uh, I got a little. A hard time for putting Brub Buxton on my turkey list this year, but uh, you know, to me, uh, you know, it's uh, the track record is now his uh, 
You know, this all started when these morons, they were down in Puerto Rico and he had a headache and he wasn't hitting. So they decided to put him on the DL for a migraine, figuring their genius, they could send him to Fort Myers and get him straightened out at the plate. And he goes there and fouls a ball up his foot, breaks his toe. And that that's when all this chaos started because you had to take a guy who had a migraine for two days and put him on the disabled list. That's, you know, that, that was, boy, they, they outsmarted themselves on that one, I'll tell you that. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake for 24-7 gaming, fun restaurants and bars, and luxurious hotel rooms. And join Club M to bask in the rewards. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Now, I didn't even have Turkey of the Year written on my list, but because uh, you know, this was a few days ago, but uh, we should we should probably talk about that for a minute before we get to the Vikings. You did have you had Buxton on your list. You had a lot of um, who I would have thought were the the you know the the usual suspects. Got to admit, I didn't see the for whatever reason it wasn't front brain, but I didn't see it coming. Who you had as your as your Turkey of the Year this year? How could you pass on Gerson Rosa? I know. I for some reason he I for, I like forgot about him. I don't know why. It's like so we forget about him so soon. It's only like know, a month he, ago. Now people got to remember the turkeys are not based on wins and losses. No, okay? no, no, no. It. It's based on foolishness. Is one of the big assets of yes. winning the turkey. And the guy comes in, and they run the. You know, we're we're replacing that evil bachelor. Thip, tips, right? You know, this yep. grumpy old bachelor, he doesn't even have a family and he barks all the time. Well, wait till you see our new family operation now. Here comes the two twins to run up and sit on daddy's knees while he's introduced at the press conference. And we're going to talk, start talking about what a great family we are before we get that press conference over. And uh, within months you're hearing that uh, everybody over there hates them yeah <laughs> you know so the fail and other things happened obviously and he gets fired and 15 months later and as i said you know there's people mad that the twins were re, re you know reviewed more more uh, harshly well you know the turkeys can't you can't wait till next year on Gerson Rosas. This is your one shot, right? It'd be right. awfully weird if you picked him in 2022. Let's just say <laughs> yes, that. right. You got with Falvey and Levine and the, and the rest of the fellas, they still got a shot next year. That's they true. turn around and have this kind of year next year. Yeah, they, you know, they're, then they have a, then they have stronger credentials. The other thing about the, on that, on the twins angle there is, you know, 2019, 2020, they won 60% of their games, right? Over 60% of their games. So, you know, they had a bad year. Let's see if they can get themselves out of it. So, and it certainly wasn't going to be Rocco, for God's sakes. No, I, for whatever we reason in my head, I had, I had Falvey and Levine as the, the leaders in my head for some reason, just because I know how much the twins, how much the, the, when the twins are bad, it seems to hurt you personally sometimes. <laughs> well, it disgusts me. Yes. Yes. But, a lot of things these guys do drive me nuts, but uh, not not to the point that I'm I'm writing them off. I think they're just part of the new modern baseball, which is run by 
38-year-old guys from Eastern colleges who are dedicated to ruining the game, ruining the game to see if they can take a, you know, I, w- I was counting up pitchers. I didn't, I didn't really get into it, but I was counting up World Series, p- number of World Series pitchers used since Bill James wrote his book and all these idiots started picking up on it, right? I mean, I, th- I think the one year there was like a seven-game series that, that had 23 pitchers used, and now we got 90 of them. It drives me crazy what they're doing with the, you know, the, the fact that we've gone from you can't have a guy face the order the third time to you can't have him face the order the second time, the starter. It's, they're, they're ruining the game, and uh, I, I don't know what you can, what you can do about it, but no bigger baseball fan than me, and I can't. You know, I cannot watch four-hour baseball games with no. con- pitching changes. So, I don't know what you do about it. I guess you just keep losing popularity and let the let the geniuses uh, run the game with all their numbers. And uh, you know, the difference is they what? they don't swing the bat. Yes, you're waiting for pitches. You don't swing the bat. So, yep, the, I don't the, know. The minute they figured out that waiting for your pitch and striking out and taking a walk with the minute they figured yeah. out that that was a, a viable offensive strategy. That's when the game uh, took, took a turn. Let's say. Anyway, that was their turkeys, but there's too much to talk about. We got Buxton Sorry. taken care of. Yeah. Now Buxton. We got let's get to Viking Vikings. Let's go Vikings now because uh, the ax was a, a couple of days ago now, but we do I get to get, got to get to that. If it was for the big 10 West, that might have been even more exciting, but that, that's still a big win for the Gophers. Vikings Vikings lose. They lose Dalvin Cook to what is now being reported as a dislocated shoulder. They were playing that game basically without their entire starting defensive line from the beginning of the year, and it showed because they could not stop the run. Still, they were in it, had a chance to, to get, the, you know, get down and get the tying score a couple different times. In the fourth quarter, you know, Kirk Cousins doesn't quite get there, but it's you know, it's kind of it's it was kind of the same Vikings game we've seen every every game this year. This one they just came up on the wrong end of it. Yeah, it would have been miraculous if they won it because they got outplayed so badly. They, as you said, they couldn't stop the run at all. And usually, if if that happens, uh, you're you're going to get beat. But uh, San Francisco, you know, Garoppolo still give you chances. So it was. Uh, it would have been a one of those. It would have been pulling out a victory even more so than last week against Green Bay. It would have been, it would have been harder to do it uh, because of of the way they had played. But uh, Cousins, uh, Sue Ann wrote about it today. Uh, Cousins just he he was rattled again. You know, he just didn't. He had about five bad plays that cost him the game. Uh, he, he, he made a great throw early. I saw, you know, down that sideline to Jefferson and, uh, he made, he made a few good plays, but you know, he's not suddenly going to pop up and be the best quarterback in the NFL. Like he, you know, like people want to declare him, uh, after the green Bay game, they were all, everybody was all excited, but he'll still, you know, he's going to be good 10 out of 16 times, you know, and, uh, he was, you know, that's, a, he's going to not be so good six times and you're going to have a hard time winning those games. Thing about it is even with this loss schedule gets really easy now. And the only, they only got to get to nine, maybe eight, you know? So, I mean, that's, uh, 
the West, the, the NFC is such a mess that if they get to nine, they're in the playoffs. So I think the vision of running down the Packers has been taken care of, though. That's a good win for the Packers to, uh, to beat the Rams uh, on their home turf there. You know, Rams look like the best team in the NFC uh, uh, three weeks ago, and now they've lost three in a row. So it's, yeah. uh, it's uh, you know, that was, a, that was a big win for Green Bay. They keep getting beat up, too, though, so. Who knows? I mean, Mike, this uh, 17 game season, man, it's going to be who survived. It's, you know, who still got their team and the Vikings have run into it. And we've talked about this before this Viking season, bad vibe from training camp. And it, it just, you know, those, those football seasons have a tendency to run that way. And uh, they, they might make the playoffs, but, they're not. Uh, they're. They're not going to be healthy enough, or good enough to uh, to make a run. That's for sure. Yeah. When you lose Dalvin Cook, I mean, dislocated shoulder. That's got to be. That's got to be a, a little. You know, it's not just a. That's not probably not just a one game injury. And then you're already talking about the defenses. Um, you know, losing all those guys recently, had- and then and then Brad Patrick on top of it. You know, everybody's everybody was happy last week that the officiating finally went their way. They were right back on the, uh, right back on the complaining after this game because of, uh, what they thought were some missed calls in the, the San Francisco game. Oh yeah. Well, they, uh, you know, don't, don't get me started on NFL officiating. These guys are Shan Hock, Sean Hockley should be arrested, put it in the, you know, for, Stealing people's money, crimes against One, football. Twenty-eight penalties. Uh, yeah, on Thursday night, and he, yeah, and he'll probably have the Super Bowl. He, the NFL loves this moron, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't think that had much to do with the outcome. But no, uh, they know, were outplayed. Fight thing. Zim was uh, Zim was uh, from what I saw, a little frantic on the sidelines the whole game. Didn't you think he was? Uh, yes. He was, it was he, he wanted this one badly, that's for sure. Well, it was a big one. I mean, they're both five and five going in. I mean, you yeah. whoever won this one was gonna be in pretty pretty good position to to feel good about themselves in that playoff race. Yeah, if you end up tied with them, they get to although I don't know how you're gonna end up with probably the three or four team tie and then that stuff gets gets goofy. But I yeah, I mean that they can't stop the run and they all those guys they signed to stop the run. I heard somebody say, oh, he spent all his money trying to get guys to stop the run. They can't stop the run. Yeah, well, none of them are playing. That has something to do with it, right? Sheldon Sheldon Richardson is the only survivor, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's playing collection. he's playing a lot of he's playing some defensive end now. I mean it's, yeah. it's they got him all over the place. It's yeah, it's looking a lot like last year's defense, which is not a compliment. No. No. And uh it's uh you know they're just they're they're just mediocre, a little better than mediocre. And, uh, and, uh, they, you know, enough you're going to, I don't care what anybody says. They can't lose to the bears in soldier field. The bears are bailing out. Khalil Mack is bailed out and fields is hurt. And Andy, Brett, right. Dalton's just standing there letting you hit him. And, uh, so that they, they got three wins, the Detroit next. And then they got two left. Uh, I mean, two left. With the Bears, uh, they, Pittsburgh. they have, Pittsburgh's no good either. Pittsburgh's awful, awful. Uh, yeah, 
boy, they just got absolutely annihilated by uh, Cincinnati, right? I, I think mean, so, that, yeah. 41 to six or something. They're terrible. So they'll, they get yeah Pittsburgh, then Detroit, they'll be fine. They'll be seven and six. And then we can stop panicking here. Yeah. Well, uh, but they're not, you know, they're people are the NFL is just crapshoot. Anyway, that every game's within a touchdown. And, every Vikings and, game, it seems like anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's amazing. Well, no, yeah, those two they lost right off the bat when they had it, you know, to go 0 and 2 and two of those coin flip games right off the bat kind of puts you in, yeah, kind of puts you chasing it all year long. It so. does. It does. Um, Patrick, let's talk Gophers here because they beat Wisconsin. It was kind of a shame it wasn't more on the line. It's shocking that Nebraska couldn't hold a lead on <laughs> Friday against Iowa. That, 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 was that ended up being, they, I mean, what a, it was amazing. How can you get a punt blocked with your head 21 to nine? Don't, don't you know. have like nine guys between you and the punter to keep them from getting, how can you get a punt blocked for a touchdown? You know, they, they, that Scott Frost, they're just playing their old normal punt protection because they're afraid of a return. Tell the guy to kick it out of bounds 30 yards up the field for God's sakes. Yeah. And then, and then once that happens, what? There's, it's they kick a field goal at the end of the third quarter to make it 21 to nine. They get frustrated again. They're down in there and have to kick a field goal. And then you get, you got them and you get a punt block touchdown. You give up a safety and then you, uh, what two interceptions after that, something like that. Unbelievable. How are, how is Nebraska keeping this guy? I don't know. He, he's one and eight in the, Big Ten West this year. It's Turn, impossible. You turn the corner. They're, they're, they're close, man. They're close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I right. say, I, if you're a Gopher fan, I say keep Scott Frost. Give him a big extension. Yes, right. You're, you know what? You're a Nebraska fan. Though. You know when you're uh, when you're when you lose close like that all the time, you're bad enough to lose. That's why. Yes. Yeah. In this, who they who they beat Northwestern? That was it. Uh, I can't even remember. I think so. They, I mean, you know, they, the, they, they were in, they were like in every game. That's why they were like a favorite against Iowa, even though they had like five fewer wins going in. Yeah. Without their, uh, they were, they would have been if Martinez had played and they probably would have won if Martinez had played, although the kid was ran around a little again, I guess it was okay, but they were, I think they got up to a, it's, it opened a pick them and they ended up being a four or four and a half point yes. favorite where Martinez got hurt. So or before they found out he wasn't going to play, but yeah, that's uh, but I think Iowa got a big break too, that it's not Ohio state, uh, yes. you know, because I mean, Michigan's good, but they're, they're uh, not quite as explosive as Ohio state is, but uh, so where are the Gophers then in the pecking order? You're going to Michigan, Michigan state, Ohio state, and Iowa, they should get the fifth game, right? They should be the fifth. They should I mean, be the, they should get the fifth bowl game, right? And you get one of them will go to the playoff. So I would guess, you know, Michigan State's obviously going to be a hot ticket, and so but they'll get they'll get a better bowl game than Penn State, I think. So yeah, that's that's possible. I think so. I mean, they'll they'll get a decent bowl game out of this eight and four. And you know they they played pretty well against Wisconsin. The defense, I'd say oh, the right. the biggest storyline this year was how how much better the defense was than maybe I than maybe I thought it was going to be. I mean they I mean, 
Oh, granted, was- Ohio State's a bad barometer at the start of the year, but they just didn't seem like they had the speed to, to catch up with the, the best teams. And maybe they just didn't see another great offense the rest of the year, but to, to, you know, they had a shutout against Colorado and pretty much every other game that they were in was more because of the defense than the offense, even though it felt like the offense had maybe more of the uh, players coming back from last year. Uh, yeah. Look, a couple of things. That's right. Because I'm, you know, you got to remember how horrible their defense was last year. And, and uh, you, you, they're kind of the same crew. They brought in some transfers, but they looked, uh, they, they lost a couple of their defensive backs from last year are pretty good. And you thought they were going to be bad defensively. And, uh, you know, they're what they're two, they're two abysmal losses were both pathetic offense Okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I wouldn't be excited. I would have told Tanner Morgan, no, thank you. I was just going to bring that up. I would have said, Tanner, it's been great. You know, you can go into that transfer portal. Somebody will take you. We're going to, we're going to move on here. And, uh, you know, enough is enough. And uh, you've taken us to, so because you beat Wisconsin the last, Saturday of the of what if if they lost Wisconsin it would have been a terrible season okay it turned out to be a very acceptable season because you beat Wisconsin but because he played okay you know against played okay against Wisconsin after he threw an interception for a touchdown I don't want him back I want to I want a more dynamic quarterback I want a more athletic quarterback if you're going to run that you know that if, if they would have had somebody to run the run option when they fake the handoff to one of their great running backs, uh, you know, he could have ran 25 yards down the field. They got to have, they got to have some quarterback coming on, don't they? That they, some recruit or something. It's time to move on. If you ask me, I, you know, nice kid, all that stuff. Uh, great young man, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, everybody wanted him pulled as a starting quarterback. And now we're supposed to be excited because he's coming back for year six. Let's, uh, you know, I, I, I guess Fleck in no situation where he could tell him no thank you. But uh, I don't know. I, uh, I still wouldn't be shocked to see him show up in the transfer portal in a week or so after they, after he has a heart to heart with the coach. Maybe they don't have anybody. I don't know. Maybe they got Cole Kramer, but uh, this annex dead kid, apparently he's satisfied to sit on the bench his whole life. And I, I saw the uh, Clark kid is, is gone in the transfer Clark, right. To go in the transfer portal, the, the freshman who never got a chance to play. So, and there was, uh, yeah. They got, a hot, I mean, they got a hot shot coming in from South Dakota. Right. But I don't know if he'll be yeah, ready right away. Not ready to play. So, you know, uh, their schedule, by the way, next year is easier than this year. So uh, they could be eight and old without being any good next year. So to start with, so I think at Iowa here at home, the first Big Ten game, but the three non-conference games, you know, Western Illinois and some teams like that. So the Western Illinois, Western, yeah, well, Western Illinois is an FCS school. So you know they're in that same conference as South Dakota and South in that. Mo Valley, so they can the lose schedule. to anybody. They can lose to anybody, though. That's they just, can't yeah. lose to Western Illinois. Well, they opened with Jerry Kill. That's right. 
what is wrong with him? I got to call him here in a day or two. I got his number and say, geez, what is wrong with you? It's the worst job in America. He just it's, can't stop coaching. He's like, he, 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 he retired from here. Then he's had like six other jobs since then. I know. And that was it. For, that was it for New Mexico State was that loss at home when he, his first ever home game and he had a seizure. Yes. Remember that? I um, do. There, the end of the game and we didn't yes. know what was going on and everybody yes. fine. and now he's taking that job it's the worst job there is it's still in they're moving to the whatever that you know they got all that stuff going on conference usa is losing all these teams and and then it's it's one of those i guess that's the conference that's kind of breaking up and i think they ended up in they're going to some conference finally, New Mexico State. They've been an independent, but that's still a couple of years from now. Why would he do that? Why would he take that job? I just don't get it. I don't get it. Coaches, coaches have Las, the itch. They want to coach. I know. Las Cruces is, well, I told you a couple of weeks ago, I felt that he's always been kicking himself in the rear end for walking away from the gopher jab that he just you know the year wasn't going well he'd taken some criticism he's a very sensitive guy as far as uh that that guy i mean i like him but he's a sensitive sense of sense of very sensitive to criticism and uh you know and he kind of was feeling depressed and he was having trouble with the epilepsy and he walked away and I bet he's, I bet every day since he's been kicking himself saying, why did I do that? I mean, he walked away from $8 million, which was then pretty good money. It's, it's, that's now a hat. That's now a year and a half for Fleck, but it's, uh, you know, it was well, 2 million a year or something. He had a contract. I don't know. That's weird, but yeah, New Mexico state, Western Illinois. Uh, I can't remember the old, one of the old Colorado's here. They're still terrible. And that game is here. So all, all three of the non-conference games are here. And then they got the, you know, and then they got the big 10 West and that's, uh, you know, it's, it's the schedule looks pretty easy until they get to a little later in the season. They might want to figure, think about re- reconfiguring the West and East somehow too, by the way, because I think there's it Owen seven. Now the West is against the East yeah. and big 10 and, title and games. And I would Maturi be was surprised if it was Owen eight. When I talked to Maturi about the slab of bacon trophy, when I wrote him up the other day, he told me that uh, Delaney, as the commissioner, was dedicated to the idea of keeping the divisions balanced. And that's why they came up with the leaders and the legends, which everybody laughed laughed about. But it certainly was a hell of a lot better than this. I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, if, if Penn State is normal, this year, instead of below average, uh, they they got the four best teams in the in the conference. That's because uh, Wisconsin, you know, for all the glory of the last two wins over them, has taken a step back. I mean, they're not. Uh, you look at the last three years; they have they were bad last year. They have they were okay this year. They had a nice little winning streak, but they, uh, you know, they weren't weren't great. And they, you know, I was I was a figure out a way to beat you but they don't impress you that much it's and if what you know what the big difference is nebraska being rotten yes that wasn't part of the formula no Nebraska was going to be like the the power team and them being rotten yeah it's i you know i i guess they're just committed to this 
doing it this way, but it's it's pretty ridiculous right now. It was that was that Ohio State's. How many have they lost since that Ryan Day became the coaches? That wasn't the. They were like unbeaten in the Big Ten with him, weren't they? Or, yeah, they were pretty. They were on a pretty good run, but they. Yeah. Uh, and that was the first yeah. time Harbaugh had beaten them, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, him putting. You know that Ohio State team when we saw them against the Gophers way back in uh, August, I guess, or early September. Uh, you just you weren't impressed with their defense, and and thirteen weeks later, you still weren't. You know, so right? That's uh, that, that was not a good defensive team, very good offensive team, not a good defensive team. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the uh, you're right. The, the two division system has been a complete flop, if you ask me. I agree. Uh, Patrick, really quick at the end, let's talk three big wins over the weekend. Wolves beat the 76ers in Philly. That was a pretty dramatic game. I watched the end of that one. Wild beats Tampa Bay. Wild's on a nice little run here. That's three in a row, Tampa Bay defending cup champs. And I heard there was a hockey victory over Edina yesterday, too, seven to one. Yes, uh, it was. Uh, well, we'll go to we'll go to them uh, bottom to top, right? Okay. okay. The Wild, uh, you know, they're good. Man, they're good. Ryan Hartman. What a bargain he is, right? Didn't they bring him in to be like a fourth-line center to kind of, uh, you know, maybe fill in here and there and make sure he checked like crazy? What's he got, 12 goals, is it? Something. He's he's been on fire. Like three, four games in a row. It's amazing. Although, uh, somebody who knows their hockey was telling me it's because they're chasing the Russian around, you know, paying all attention to him. And if somebody, if he gives up the puck, Hartman's getting, uh, you know, Hartman's getting some room. So anyway, Hey, he's, you know, guys like that usually hit the goalie with the puck, right. But he's been getting it by him. So he's been fantastic and they're good. They're, I mean, 14 and six, right. 14. And I think six. that's right. Yeah. And they got a, they got a tie loss in there. It's a, it's always confusing for us old timers that we got to uh, we got to look over at that other column to see. Oh, those are actually losses. But uh, yeah, the but, moral yeah, victory column. They're winning two out of three, and the Wolves. I, I had one thought, Mike. This time they blew a twenty point lead and won the game. That is the big difference between these Wolves and the Wolves of the last fourteen years or yes. seventeen or whatever it is they blow a lead and figure out a way to win it yes for forever and ever they blow a lead and then lose it (laughs) they blow they blow a lead and it looks like you know like you see the i don't know if you saw the end of it they were up by three at the end of regulation they decided to foul instead of letting the philadelphia shoot a three but then philly makes the free throw and then they intentionally missed the Second one and Drummond gets the tip in. So they're going to overtime and you're like, there's no way. And then they get down three in overtime late. And you're like, no way. But then they get two buckets, including D'Lo gets a steal and Torian Prince gets a, you know, a difficult layup with like four seconds left and they win the game by one. It was, it was definitely Torian, not, not definitely not how they would have done it before. With Torian Prince who has to play now because uh, you got an injury uh, with Beverly. I mean, they don't play the same position, but it seems like Prince is getting more minutes. And he's a complete stiff, and he bails you out. And then uh, and D'Lo, no D'Lo has uh, been pretty damn good uh, last uh, last week or so. So, you know, we said this last week, I think, that 
they, they're as good as he is really. Yes. When, when he's not, when he's a, when he's a minus 14 and you know, they don't, they can't win. But when he's, uh, when he's playing good and actually making a pass once in a while and making his shots, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty dang good. And, uh, you know, maybe he's getting used to the basketball. Maybe the new, maybe that new basketball, apparently this one isn't round. because he can't <laughs> So and it, that, that's pretty good. And yesterday, Braemar arena. Yes. The, uh, Woodbury B 12 and under in the, in the proud house of Edina hockey, right. Where the dynasty was created with a statue of Willard, the great Willard Eichel, uh, right in front. The Woodbury uh, girls gave him a seven-one whopping. Wow! Dinah uh, mm. mm. seven-one whopping. Uh, first ever championship for that team that I've been following. Although the the cast of characters changed somewhat, but Mike, all seriousness aside, and it's not so much my granddaughter who's come a long way from the kid who when she was six years old complained to me that every time she took a shot this guy in front of the net this person in front of the net kept stopping it (laughs) (laughs) she'd moved up from florida she was not real familiar with the game she was very upset that this person was in front of the net stopping her shots (laughs) that's hilarious she's adjusted to that but it's funny there's they had this one little kid that she played with for a couple of years. And, and I said to her, I said to Abby's mom, I said, uh, what happened to that little girl? She said, that's her. She just scored her third goal of the day. She grew eight inches in the last year, you know? I mean, these kids get physically, you know, as you know, as a father, they get all of a sudden they have a growth spurt and, uh, and now she's great and tall yep. mean, at least taller not this little tiny kid but i ran into eric perkins out there and he's got a daughter who plays and honest to god i'm, I'm not we, we we agreed on this 20 years ago in girls hockey the 12 and 13 year olds you're watching now are as good as the high school kids were back wow. then i mean the skill level is uh i mean i mean they're not taking you out of your seat with great plays or not, but they're coming in and showing the puck to the goalie and taking it away and shoot scoring. And, uh, and it, it's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal because uh, I remember uh, watching Chrissy Wendell when she was a 13 right. year old playing against my nephews. She was the best player on the ice, but she would play, you know, if she wanted to score eight goals again in a girl's game, she could. And uh, now, now there's now there's quite a few good players, and it, it it's just kind of fun, you know, because it, you know, you go to games when they're nine and ten years old, out of obligation. Yes, <laughs> you know, grandfatherly ob- obligation. Now you're now I go because it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's, they're pretty good, you know. They 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 do some things. It's not just the puck is not bouncing around like a hand grenade you know they got uh they they, they do something so it's it's kind of fun yeah yeah we'll, well see as a as a father whose oldest child is seven right now i do look forward to that at some point <laughs> <laughs> yes yes right softball's the tough one still i went 
I went, uh, she's a novice softball player and they, she was, she just playing it for kicks with her buddies, but Oh my God, those innings can take like three hours. It's unbelievable. You know, it's uh, that's that's hard work. That's hard work. That's Sounds like sure. they got a pace of play problem, Patrick. Taking a key you know from the what, bigs. Though? You know, I'm a I'm a basketball guy, but watching that hockey, you know, watching these kids play hockey when they're, you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old, it's so much easier than trying to throw a ball up through a net. You know, it's uh, it's uh. You know, what I'm saying is that uh, you can skate around and play with the puck, but the basketball is, it's a long way to throw it up to that net. So uh, it's, it's basketball is just a, a harder game to enjoy until you get to an older age than, than hockey is, I would say, for these kids. Well, the like Gophers. Soccer. Oh, go ahead. Kind of like soccer is easier for the kids, you know, certainly than than, uh, than trying to play a more complicated sport. What a weekend. Gophers get the axe and Woodbury gets the cake. It's a, uh, can't make it up. It was good. It was a good weekend. Lots that's, of way, That's what they call their tournament. The cake eater. Yeah. That's great. I love it. They do. They do call yes, it that. That's they great. Do. That's so fantastic. Yes, Might as well. Got to own it. You got to own it. <laughs> All right, Patrick. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Coach Fleck, I've been in his corner all along, and uh, it's about time the rest of you people get on the bandwagon, okay? (laughs) Perfect. Thanks, Pat. Goodbye.